Sanders Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Husband. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our Constitution and Republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage, along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, probational chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Eh, yeah. Yeah, you seem kind of un today. Eh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a uh today. You're very un. Yes. Yeah, just un in general. Uh, How come? What, what's uh, nah, just, What's going on in your world? I just well, I'm dealing with, the, you know, the past two weeks have been uh, insane for work. Yeah. You know, four people out with COVID. You know, a couple people quit because of COVID. Um, just various reasons and rationales behind some of the stuff. And, you know, they're dealing with uh, the, 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 the realization of we had some people that were racist. <laughs> some customers. Yes. Yeah. It just bothers me. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. And I'll go over an overall in a general kind of topic on it. Okay. We had a moment several years ago that we kind of looked at ourselves and be like, man, some of these people are racist. Right. And I felt that again this week. Yeah. And it's just like coming to a weird realization. And maybe it's always there and I never noticed it. Maybe I don't have to notice it because I'm not black. I right. Yeah. I, I think it probably has something to do You're going to see it a lot less, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So just seeing it now is just disheartening. And it, it, don't get me wrong, some of these people were not nice people anyway. Right. But like, it's just so abundantly clear that your problem is, is that that person is black. Right. And like, if you're really that racist, then you should just stay away from everybody then. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, I got to say that probably um, if I were to gauge it, I'd say about 20% of white people are what I would classify is, uh, if not racist, then definitely, definitely prejudice. I mean, here's the thing. I think everybody has prejudices, right? But this is to a level where it's, uh, it's borderline on race. I, I think racist is a really strong word that's overused in a lot of cases. Um, but obviously there's a segment of the population that just flat out racist. But I think of those people as, you know, the ones who are out there trying to start a race war. Um, and, and there's a certain uh, demarcation, I would say, with people who are just, you know, uh, essentially, you know, the the purse clutchers when they see a black person, you know, type. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know. Um, so, yeah. So I, I would uh, I would say you probably ran into some of that. But, yeah, it's it's definitely out there, man. You see yeah, it more and more. I just, I, you know, I just it, it sometimes it bothers me, especially yeah. when you see the. Like when you see the reaction of the person that they were being racist to and you just feel bad because you're just like, right, you know, yeah. I feel bad because I put them in a situation, to be honest with you. Well, it's, I mean, I didn't, know, but I did. Yeah, I, I don't think you should shoulder any responsibility for that. Well, I mean, you just, you know, um, you just did your job, essentially. You know what I'm saying? So you can't help it that you know, the people in that situation were happen to be, you know, prejudiced or racist. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just one of those things, man. And again, I'm just, I'm coming off the second week where it's just been, right. you know, hell in a handbasket, you know, because yeah. of all the people that are out and everything like that. And look, this this COVID variant, this Delta thing is definitely working itself through the population much quicker oh, yeah. than the other ones have. Which in a way is good because it will probably be through the population much quicker. Well, that's true. No, yeah. no, that's true. And that's the thing. And I, I, I was, I was saying this last night to my brother-in-law. I'm like, look, man. My problem really comes down to is that we don't have a government nor a media that is there to educate the population to let them make their up their own decision, make up their own mind on it. Because if you were really talking about the science, then you would talk about 
the other things that you could take other than the vaccine to help mitigate the um, the effects of this, what you should be taking ahead of time. Like, you know, like, you know, uh, zinc and um, B12 and like, there's other things that you can take that can help build your immune system to help you fight this kind of thing off. Not to mention when you do get it, that there's, you know, there's other things that you can take. And then what they do is, when there is something out there that some people are trying that is shown to have some effectiveness, they will miscategorize it or mislead everybody. Like with the, I don't remember the name of it right now. Ivermectin, I think is what it's called or something like that. And they're like, well, that's a horse pill. Like, okay, you're right. They do make that for horses, but they also make a human version of it for something else that's being used for a long time. And when you see the videos and the commercials and all this, or not the videos, but when you see like the news reports come out and the way that they dismiss this stuff like so quickly, I just, and, and, and doing it in a misleading way, like to say it's a, you know, it's a horse pill. Well, there is a version of it that's a horse pill, but there's a version of it that's a human pill. And it has shown to have some effective effectiveness, you know, like it's, you know, it's, it, it sucks that there isn't like we have this thing going on right now and it almost shows you how important the media should be, but how they've made themselves to be like the enemy of good information. They are, they are definitely not your friends. They're not trying to give you information. They're not trying to inform you on shit. They don't give a fuck. Dude, just shut up and get the fucking vaccine. You know, I'm going to get you a fucking red hat that says make America dewormed again. Really, that's where you're going with it? The horse dewormer? No, you know? it's just an example of all the rest of it. Nah, I don't know. They don't. make a human version of it. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. All I know is uh, my son had worms not too long ago. And uh, there was a uh, prescription the doctor prescribed him was $600. And, uh, of course, being my son, he found something online from, you know, overseas that was like, you know, 12 bucks or something like that. He took some instead. And he shit out all the worms. So life is good. Yeah. He got it from uh, all-you-can-eat sushi buffet, <laughs> which uh, we still go to, by the way. <laughs> which you still go to? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll take the chance. Because you don't even that. care. Uh, 8 eight ninety five. all the sushi I can eat, I, I'm there. I don't, I'll, I'll risk worms. You'll risk it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. So, you know what, though? If you do find a really good restaurant, though, that you like to eat at, I, your, your bar for what Oh, it's not even find, that good. It's it, not even that good? No, it's, it's definitely quantity over quality. Yeah, without question. Health department shut them down a few times, but as soon as they open back up, I'm first in line. <laughs> you know, but then again, you're you're talking to the guy who uh, almost died from eating oysters twice. <laughs> oysters. Hold on, you almost died from eating oysters twice. Yeah, and you still eat them. Uh, no, I, after the second time, I, I did. You learned your lesson. Uh, well, it, it, my wife won't allow me to. So okay, so hold on a second. So yeah. you would still. I probably would, would, yeah. Like, if given a chance, you would be like, wow. Well, we still go out sometimes, and they have, uh, you know, oysters on the half shell on the menu, and I'm like, ah, I'm thinking about those oysters. She's like, no. <laughs> well, the last time it happened, we were in New Orleans, and uh, I literally spent the entire time in the hotel room, you know, puking and shitting my guts out, and, uh, you know, my face was the color of uh, ash, and uh, yeah, she was out, you know, seeing the sights and drinking. She probably had a good time then. Yeah. Like she, she didn't even slow down. She she actually told me I thought you were going to die. So, so I, I went out. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. I don't know what kind of love that is, but you know, that's a good kind it, of love. It's 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 my kind of love. Yeah. 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 It does it makes sense. I would I would want nothing else. Yeah, that would know? make sense a little bit though. <laughs> Highly conditional love is all I've ever known. <laughs> <laughs> I love you if you're healthy enough to party. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, All right, shit. so there's a couple things in the personal story segment here. Right. And I'm going to go with one of yours first, though. Okay. And hole in a house. Oh, this this was this morning. So I'm, uh, you know, I, I got up early this morning. I was up at like 4 o'clock in the morning. And, what the uh, fuck were you doing up at 4 in the morning? Uh, worried about my uh, fantasy football draft, but we'll we'll table that for a second. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, I, like at, uh, I don't know, 6.30 or something, I'm like, all right, grab the dog, throw him in the car. We're going to go do some hiking in the park. You know? Yeah. And I'm taking my back route through the neighborhood, and I come up to this, this like, T intersection, 
And I look there, and there's a whole bunch of vehicles and camera crews and stuff and yellow tape around this house, yeah. right? And I look at the house, and there's a hole through it, all the way through it. Big hole. <laughs> like in one side, out the other in side? In one side, out the other. Oh, my God. Apparently, what happened is, and this was just a couple blocks from my house, uh, someone driving a Tesla, there's a long straightaway, about a half mile straightaway of a real smooth road Yeah, that de- then tees into this residential neighborhood. Yeah. And uh, someone was driving a Tesla, they estimate, close to 200 miles per hour. And it, uh, they didn't see either. They didn't see the T intersection, but they blew through the stop and blew through literally straight through a house. Uh, killed two people. Killed a 69 year old woman. Um, you know, in the house, and one of the four passengers in the car. And I think the other three are in. They're all hospitalized. I think some in critical. But yeah, just crazy to see. Went completely through a house. Went in the back. Came out the front. Oh, went in the back. Came out the front. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. So, oh, yeah. How do you even do that? Uh, 200 miles an hour. Yeah. Did you see the Tesla? No, no. They had, they had towed it. It happened the night before. Oh, so okay. they, they had towed it by then. But uh, yeah, just craziness, man. Damn. You know, so, but uh, yeah, anyway, and I'm also dealing with a hole in my yard. Speaking of holes and things. Okay, so what is going on with the hole? Is this a, hold on, let me ask you a question real quick though. Is this, do you think a joint plot between all of the different animals around your house to try to trap you in some way? Oh, oh, I didn't think about that, but thanks for giving me something to lose sleep over. <laughs> um, no, I, I, you know, I, I'm hoping that it's just natural erosion and runoff uh, due to all the rains we've had lately, but it could be a sinkhole. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. So so far, I've uh, I put down two tons of dirt, and it, it still hadn't made much of a dent. Oh I'm, my god! I'm probably going to have to put about uh, six or eight tons down total of dirt of of yeah topsoil. So yeah. Have you had somebody come out to check this? Uh, no, no. Shouldn't you do that though? I don't want to hear the bad news. And besides, it's uh where the the sinkhole is located. Uh, it's on the corner of my house where my mother in law lives. So I'm just going to kind of roll with it. <laughs> yeah we'll see what happens <laughs> no i kid uh kind of um <laughs> so i've been i've been hauling uh filling my pickup truck with uh you know 40 50 bags of uh topsoil from home depot you know every yeah. couple of days and dragging them back there i can i can get about you know 16 1800 pounds in the truck You're getting a good workout then oh god yeah man yeah hauling those all uh, sweaty yeah you're getting hot, aren't you? All that that, that, that yeah. beard glistening. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I even take my shirt off. Shut up. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Do. yeah. That was gay. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> so uh, that's that's what I'm dealing with. But crazy man. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited because today is uh, the fantasy football draft in the league that I've been in for many years. Uh-huh. So looking forward to that. You got any advice for me? Um, yeah, pick people that score a lot of points. That. Ooh. You know, I wasn't going to do that initially, but now that you mentioned it, I think I will. Yeah. You know, but you got to develop different strategies, you know, because it all really boils down to, to where you're picking. Yeah. You know, if you're picking first, then you got a different strategy than if you're picking in the middle or picking last, you know. So yeah. it's it's really a, a challenging thing. So I've been game planning, you know, war gaming, multiple scenarios and doing a bunch of mock where's your pick at? Do you know where your picks are? Not yet. No. Oh, so they don't even tell you where your picks are yet? Well, no, it's random at the beginning. So. Oh. You know, it's it's a randomized thing. So it's, uh, you know, we used to do it um, by uh, just drawing cards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now uh, with COVID, a lot of people are just doing it online. We're not actually physically. Well, a few of us are physically getting together, but most guys are online because, you know, we got uh, we, we got a it's, a it's a very diverse group and a couple of them have health issues like uh, one of the guys. Uh, had cancer, had to have his arm amputated, and he's got to do his surgery. His arm amputated? Yeah, yeah. Strangest thing. He had this... What's his nickname, Handy? For, <laughs> he's got a lot of nicknames. I mean, we yeah, we bust on each other so bad. Like, nothing is off limits with these guys, yeah. you know? And, uh, 
you know, we, we got uh, um, a couple of Mexicans. So, you know, they're, they're always problematic. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, God, yeah, you should have seen the text flying back and forth last night. Someone actually says, uh, you know, because uh, one of the guys who is a Mexican isn't coming over. And, um, you know, the, the guy hosting says, well, I didn't want you in my house anyway. You, you, you smell like Indira Gandhi's thong. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought that was the greatest, <laughs> greatest line right there. You he know. used the whole name, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was a very intellectual, uh, you know, cut down there. Yes, so, you but get extra points for using. The I, whole I name. think you do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we're uh, we're looking forward to that tonight. And you don't participate in any of that, right? No, You're like anti sports. I I really am. Like I almost like I. You know what it is? And I was even thinking about this last night because I know Ray's, Ray Ray's got my brother in law's got his drafts coming right you know, to, to, uh, to today too, and like I. Like I wanna, I wanna like it. I do. Right. I want to. Like I'm like, I'm like, oh, you know, that'd be nice. I want to like it. And yeah. then I go, no, I don't care. Really? I don't even give, for gambling. I mean, this. You know, we've got. Uh, I don't. We got big money to, in. Play I don't want to have to pay attention. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. It I don't want to have to commit. I don't want to have to commit the kind of memory to who's doing. You know, which guy to pick up and. You know, like, I don't want to have to deal with all that. Like, oh, I, yeah. I don't want to do it. Yeah, I've been studying, man. I, I mean, this is like a, you, you would think I'm, I'm doing my doctoral dissertation yeah. <laughs> with the amount of research like, I put. I into just this. don't. I, I, I like any it's the here's the thing, too, is like it is a like if you were going to be a fan of sports in Tampa Bay, now's kind of the time to do it because all of them are doing very well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and I just want to say, uh, but I still don't care. Fuck all you bandwagon fans. By the way, bandwagon fans for who? For all our teams. Oh, for the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, and for the, for all our championship teams. And the Lightning and the Rays. Exactly. Well, the Rays really aren't a championship team. But. They won the pennant last year. Well, the, yeah, yeah, the well, AL pennant. Well, they yeah. won the whole World Series though. No, they won the pennant though. Well, they, That's close enough. The first losers. <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't want to hear from you unless you were like me. One of the guys back in the 70s and 80s sitting in the uh, old sombrero. What if they weren't alive? With then? a bag over your head. Hold on. What if they weren't alive? Who? Those people then. Because, you know, the 70s was a long time ago. Oh, well, yeah. Like, what if you weren't born till 85? Then you're a fucking child. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, you know, speaking of which, my son um, oh, is in the habit of calling me Boomer. Because um, he knows, you know, because you're a boomer, it irritates me. And I'm not a boomer. I'm actually a Gen Xer. Uh, well, into oh, Gen oh, X, by the way. OK, boomer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I thought about I kind of thought about that recently. And I thought about what what is it like to be, you know, because we're essentially both in that two thirds of our life is over type zone. Yeah. You know, and I thought, you know, how could I describe that to a young person? And for you young listeners out there, this might be helpful to you. Um, if you've ever played an adventure game. You know, adventure video game like a Skyrim or a Fallout or something like that. Yeah. Okay. You know that point when you're about two thirds of the way through the game where everything is also is, has gotten very easy because like you've leveled up all your stats and you can kill those, you know, yeah. those monsters that, you know, in, in level one you're running away from. Yeah. Um, but it's also a grind. You know, you're just kind of grinding it out. You're looking for side quests to do type of thing. Yeah. You know, the main storyline, you know, you've got, almost got that finished and you're kind of putting off finishing the main storyline. Yeah. That's what being middle aged is like. <laughs> I got you. That's a good way to explain yeah. it. That's yeah. a good way to so, explain it. So all you all you kids out there know that, you know, you're only like, you know, halfway through leveling up and everything seems, you know, cool and exciting. But eventually it gets a grind. But, uh, you know, you're you're good at everything. So it's it's pretty easy at that point. You know, and you're just waiting to finish the main storyline. I got you. That's pretty much where we stand in middle age. I, I yeah. got you there. So I thought that was a good description. So I did want to bring something else up. Yeah. Um, so the other night I was going through stuff in the garage. So I'm, I'm kind of now that I've gotten all the stuff in one area, I'm starting to now kind of work through stuff in the garage. And I picked up a couple of the military boxes the other day. Right. So these are like not like foot lockers, but like they're, you know, like a, a, like a optical cases and stuff like that right you know what i mean right yeah you were talking the other day very excited about your box i'm very excited about them yeah so but when i was doing that there was a box that i had left of ledges stuff still right you didn't get all that to his daughter 
Well, I gave most of it to his daughter. Yeah. The stuff I didn't give was like the show stuff because we want to put the show and stuff for up. For those of you who don't know, we're, we're talking about Scott Ledger, longtime Tampa Bay uh, DJ and, and very good friends of ours and uh, lived with you uh, yeah. towards He passed away. And mm-hmm. was that 2019? Yeah, I think it I was. I think it was. Yeah, it's 2019. Well, I don't think it was 2020 yet. Maybe it was just the beginning. Yeah, maybe yeah, it maybe was. Just it was a, the be- yeah, it I, was right. It was right in the beginning of COVID. Was it at the beginning of that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was probably early 2020. Yeah, and uh, he is the voice of our intro. Yes, and uh, you know, sadly, he passed away, and you know, it real damn shame. He was living with you at the yeah. time. So there was like 90 yeah. percent of the stuff I gave to his daughter, but there's 10 percent of the stuff that I I kind of kept. Right, his computer and all the tapes and stuff like that. Because right. I want to put the show. I want to put all of his archive. The shows dangerous up. conversations. And there's yeah. one. There's there's one dangerous conversation show that has never been uh, released that he did. Really? Yeah, and I'm waiting to put that one out. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, but in there was his lighter. Right. And now I have now incorporated the lighter into my special bag um, of uh, items, for lack of a better term. So now the lighter gets used for the thing that Ledge would want the lighter used for. <laughs> the, the kind that you don't want to have in your car when the police canine is sniffing around. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> right. And then you can tell it was his too because the bottom of it is just black. And the re- it's a regular Bic lighter, but the bottom is black. And the reason why is because he used that to pack. Like <laughs> like after you smoked a little bit, then you wanted to kind of pack it all together. So this it's is the a, bottom of the lighter to do that with. Okay, I just assumed that this was like a Zippo or, you know, some no, this type of... No, just a regular Bic lighter. Just, just a Bic lighter. Like seafoam green and shit. <laughs> That's funny. And man. then I, I saw it and I was like, aw. Like yeah. I just I, I remember I remember him being there using it. Like right. I remember that part and I was like, oh, you know what, man? We're putting this in the bag. Yeah. There you go. So that was well, that, that's a, that's a nice uh, memorial to ledge then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually took a picture of it, put it in the telegram, but yeah. you didn't see that. So. No, I didn't see that. Cause you wouldn't go there. No, of course not. Cause you're an asshole. I, I, I don't. Cause you're a special kind of asshole. Yeah, I guess. You know, I, I love I, you though. Well, it's good to be loved. It is yeah. good to be loved. Quit touching me though. I'm not you touching really you right now. I'm not me. touching you right now. Hey, you're not, not at the moment, but all right. So where should we want to start here? I don't know. Uh, uh you pick. All right, let's go with the real victims of rent moratorium. Okay. So you have this argument going back and forth about rent moratoriums, right? And there's all these people of like, we talked about it before about one of the, uh, one of the representatives, uh, complete hypocrite because, you know, she's saying cancel rent and she owns properties that she rents out. So there is this woman, she's an Air Force. Well, veteran. wait a second. Hang on a second. I have so, a Presley's her name. So she owns property mm-hmm. and she says cancel rent. Mm-hmm. So does she allow her tenants to live rent free? No. Oh, no. Didn't think not. so. Didn't think so. Didn't think so. No. Air Force veteran left homeless after tenants refused to pay rent. And so the uh, an Air Force veteran who owns three upstate New York properties has been forced to live in her car because her tenants have refused to pay rent thanks to the eviction moratorium. Uh, Brandy uh uh, LaClasse told CBS News that she's been living at a friend's house and out of her car with her young daughter. She said she's owed more than $23,000 in unpaid rent, but cannot force her tenants to pay or leave because of federal and state moratoriums on evictions. You notice there's not a foreclosure moratorium. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> why is that? Because the banks want to be able to get their shit. Yeah, exactly. Or get our shit. I yes, say. exactly. Shit, our shit. But I just, when I saw this, it's just like, like, Look, I understand that it's a bad situation right now, but like you, you're skewing the market in such a way, and they always and look, and government always does this, is that they skew the market to make the problem worse, not better. Right, and that like all of their actions have bad side effects, and it's like they don't give a shit about the bad side effects because all they're going to do is give you some stupid ass slogan like cancel rent or something along those lines, where right. it's like. Somebody owns that place, and a lot of these houses are owned by people that own one or two of them. Look, are there big conglomerates that own tons of houses and rent them out? Yeah, not not as they not exist. as often as you think, but though. they exist. They do exist, but more often than not, if you're renting, a, especially single family rent residential homes, it's usually by a person that owns a handful of properties. You yeah. know, it's it's a, like a investment side business for them. You know, they're yeah, they're they not, have another job. And yeah, they're doing that. Like the people they're, I rent from, they're generally not you know like uh, multi millionaires. Yeah. Uh, now, apartment complexes are a different story. Well, yeah. You know, but uh, yeah. So that's that's the people that are getting hurt in this. And you know? you know what? But they don't give a fuck about them. And then when you when you and they don't have the authority to do it to begin with. Well, no, they don't. You're yeah. right. They. I mean, thankfully, they, the Supreme Court. You know. Uh, you know. 
um, put an end to uh, the CDC saying, oh, yeah, we're... Uh, yeah, but they're ignoring it anyway, though. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, know. that's the thing. Like, even the Supreme Court puts out a rule, the CDC says, well, we're just going to do it anyway. Yeah, that's... that's uh, it's a, we're in, we're in, that's a new America. We're in lawlessness right now. Oh, we're totally. Totally. You know, I mean, we have been for a while, but it's just every everything you see now is getting more and more and more and more just... And the government ju- does whatever they want to do, and yeah. you know, they, they, there's a certain percentage of the population that is not only comfortable with it, but is is egging it on. Oh, without question. Yeah. And to see those people egging it on, like you guys are not the good guys in this situation. No, like you no. think you have the moral high ground, but you're on, like you're on quicksand. Like you are. I mean, you guys are, like, ugh, it's just. Ugh. But yeah. you also see just madness reigning supreme all around the country right now when it comes to the COVID thing and the lockdown things. Like things are just really falling apart at the seams. Oh yeah, it's it's completely out of control. Government is completely out of control. Yeah, yeah. It, it and they're they're just you know taking authority that they don't have, and they're they're finding all these ways to work around everything. Yeah, you know, like what uh, the latest thing that Biden is doing. Uh, Biden has said he's going to. Uh, Sign us up for the uh, UN's global gun registry. <laughs> so uh, he's actually, it's going to be a treaty. Hold on, where did you find this one at? Uh, well, it's uh, its under the... Oh, uh, Cassandra Trigger. Cassandra okay. Trigger DFC point because... Um, you you know, got two this week. I, I did get two this week. Um, yeah, so uh, Biden uh, aims to sign UN global gun registration treaty. Now, uh, what this will do at first, and I preface that by saying at first, is that anyone purchasing a firearm not manufactured in the U.S. has to uh, have their information and that firearm registered in their name uh, to a global gun registry. <sighs> right. So their their name's going on a global list if they uh, purchase a, uh, a firearm from a non-U.S. manufacturer. And uh, I tell you, folks, that's step one in circumventing the... Uh, uh, the Second Amendment. And uh, I, I just wanted to read a couple paragraphs to, to see why the Cassandra Trigger got this point. Okay? Oh, available on Amazon. Available on Amazon. And this is the uh, intro to Chapter 6, which is called Guns with UN Capitalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like what you did there. Yeah. Since ratification of the UN Civilian Defense Treaty, the federal government has been steadily increasing firearm restrictions. Initially, they banned the sale of assault rifles and semi-automatic handguns. Then it was 12-gauge shotguns. Then they banned the sale of all ammunition above 22 caliber. Family-owned gun shops started disappearing, and no corporate stores would have anything to do with selling guns or ammo. Some chain stores even went so far as to stop selling kitchen knives in a ridiculous overture of compliance. Finally, the government dropped all pretenses. They banned civilian uh, possession of firearms altogether in 2024. Of course, there were several legal challenges from groups around the country. The National Rifle Association caved in very early and closed up shop. The NRA distributed their massive war chest to top executives in the form of golden parachutes and made statements about how surrendering all firearms was, quote, the right thing to do. I was furious with myself for ever having been a member. Gun owners of America fought the hardest and actually got the case heard in the U.S. Supreme Court. But by that time, the courts were already puppets of the global government. They ruled under the Constitution, treaties ratified by the Senate supersede the Bill of Rights. The Second Amendment had been completely overturned by a U.N. treaty. <laughs> so I, th- I think that's a pretty safe point there for uh, the Cassandra. Uh, yeah, I think but yeah, might, this is just the first step to a U.S. gun registry. And a gun registry has only one purpose, and that is the end game of confiscation. Yes. You know, or at least tying it in so that they can better prevent those that they determine are a red flag threat or determine, you know, may have unsavory views according to the government or maybe have been banned from Facebook or YouTube, <laughs> you know, from owning guns. And and that's uh, that's the direction that this is going. And it's it's a terrifying thing to see. But um, it looks like we're, we're going down that avenue. So if you currently own or plan to purchase any non-U.S. manufactured firearms, your name is going in the database. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's absolute insanity. Oh my god! Now the other thing you put for the for a uh, 
uh, for a uh, Cassandra Trigger point. Oh, Cassandra available on Amazon. Available on Amazon. Um, that you could have found was the IRS chief tells Elizabeth Warren more transparent bank data can fight tax evasion. Yeah, what they're looking to do is have essentially the banks uh, either give full reporting on every American's every transaction or to just have access to those accounts so that they can um, you know, catch tax cheats, which is their goal. Um, they say they can raise a, uh, what is it, an additional $30 billion? Yeah. They say they, uh, compliance would uh, increase by about $30 billion per year. Now, the federal government like throws away $30 billion like it's uh, you yeah, know, look, they spent tissue that, paper. They spent that in the beginning of this show. Right. <laughs> exactly. If the meter's running by the end of the show, I'm sure they've spent $30 billion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, this is another thing it's, uh, they, in, in the book, I write that, uh, you know, the, the federal government just goes in your, uh, account and takes out money every now and again for inflation adjustments. Yeah. Yeah. So well, hold on. I want to, I want to read this. Um, uh, so Senator Bernie Sanders and Sheldon Whitehouse joined Warren last month in requesting that the IRS and its commissioners offer a detailed report of how to better, of how better enforcement could help generate billions for the federal government. It in owed taxes. So I want to read the quote here. This new information from the IRS makes clear that unless we significantly increase IRS funding, wealthy tax cheats and big corporations will be able to continue to avoid paying their fair share to the tune of billions of dollars per year while everyone else suffers, Warren said of Reddick's reply letter. This is why congressional leadership must include in the budget reconciliation package significant multi-year funding for the IRS to boost enforcement and bring in billions more in revenue each year. And it goes on to say the IRS analysis, quote, makes it clear we need new reporting requirements in order to improve tax compliance among the wealthiest Americans and to reduce the burden for honest taxpayers. That's so much bullshit. Like, that's <laughs> so, much, so bullshit. much bullshit. And, you know, there's probably people out there listening that are thinking, well, you know, if they're going only after the top 1%, yeah. They're not. They're, they're going after them, too, but they're also coming after you. Yep. The difference is, though, is the top 1% have the resources available to hire lawyers in order to in order to beat it. Right. They'll just uh, have offshore accounts. Yeah. You know, so you can't do that. Like, they're, they're coming after you. Oh, yeah. Like, they're going to come after you for it. Like, yeah. <sighs> It's the thing, man. Like, how is this not again? How is this not evil? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, they, they try. It's not to, American, that's for sure. She's just I, and Elizabeth Warren is a bad person. Oh yeah, they're they're all bad people. Yeah, they are, man. They, they are. You know, with the exception of a couple who are decent human beings, most of them are just pure evil. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. I I you know I just saw this one too. By the way, I didn't see this one. Hmm. So also in the DFC chart is one more for the Terminator. Yeah. Because the road to self-reproducing machines is now a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we knew this was coming. It's just now it's here. Uh, the the subheading is advances in technology will soon allow, for, uh, allow us to build machines that replicate themselves and evolve like living beings. Oh, my God. Right. I mean, it's like they've never seen these movies. Yeah, well, it's like they can't think past the end of their nose. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it, <laughs> let me get this straight. So you're creating essentially a, a, a proxy of a living being that can reproduce. Mm-hmm. How long do you think that will take that, and that evolves, quote unquote, evolves, mm-hmm. as they're saying? How long do you think it will be before that machine, which is self-replicating and evolving, Become self-determining. Mm-hmm. You know, how long do you think before you no longer have control over it? Not long, especially when you consider, you know, not only Moore's law, but the exponential growth of this type of technology. Mm-hmm. Um, you Uncontrollable know. growth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we already have AI systems that have evolved to points that were way beyond our expectations but they you couldn't even they were communicating with each other and you couldn't understand what they were saying right they, they actually uh, there was that one setup not too long ago i think this was in 2018 where they created two ais and said hey we'll just talk to each other well within hours they had created their own language and were communicating in a way which the programmers could not understand <laughs> so they shut them down because they actually got scared 
Yeah, you know, as they should. What have. the hell are they plotting? <laughs> you know, and and that's the thing. It's it's, and they keep doing it. I, I, I don't understand. I, I really don't understand how these quote unquote smart people cannot see that maybe this is not a one hundred percent guaranteed outcome, but it is without question the most likely outcome. Arrogance. You think it's arrogance? They think they can control it still. <sighs> They've got to know they can't. They don't. They they think they can. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think. And I think some of them is like, that's the, you know what, if that happens, then cool. I guess. I, I get, maybe they're all fatalists. Yeah, you know? it could be. Uh, maybe some of them are, you know, want to see the human race wiped out. Well, look, or it, enslaved or, you know, kept as pets. Look, it goes the same thing as what the, the, the NIH and Fauci and them were doing with gain-of-function research. Right. Like, they said if this leaked out, Fauci said himself, if this leaks out and hits, hurts a lot of people, that the benefits outweigh the negatives. Well, hang on a second. Manipulating a virus, even to make it more deadly, to make it more infection, is far, far, far less of a threat to humanity than this is. Uh, because no matter what you do with a virus, no matter how deadly you make it, um, you know, the human immune response is going to be fairly effective to it. Eventually. It's yeah. Gonna... Uh, eventually, you know, you you could potentially wipe out half the world population. That could very well happen. It's happened in the past. It's happened in the past. But but, um, you know, you're, you're not going to kill everyone. Yeah. It's just that's not the way that these organisms work. However, if you have a technology that is that advances so much beyond our ability to control it, that could uh, essentially, for all intents and purposes, wipe out humanity. Okay, all right, all right, you know? right. I hear what you're saying. So man. that that's even far more dangerous. Jeez. And I'm not saying that <laughs> they should be fucking around with viruses because stop, don't do that. Yeah, that's please. bad. You know, and they already fucked up once. So yeah, that's the thing. Like they're just they keep. <laughs> right, and they're going to just double down on everything. They are. Yeah. They want to get more funding so they can do more of this now. Well, I think I, I honestly think the Chinese are mostly to blame for this, and I think that the new variants are actually engineered. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I do, because they're not affecting the Chinese. Oh, I, you don't think so? Yeah, I, I think there's... You don't it, think the Chinese just aren't reporting it? No, I don't think it's... They don't seem to have a lot of cases. I mean, they shut down one region effectively because they had one case. Yeah. So, one case. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, so, I think what you, and again, I, I don't know this for sure. I don't have any information, but it's a logical conclusion that the Chinese, given their history, given their, their attitude towards the West, may have actually engineered this thing to be deadly to, um, you know, everyone but a specific gna uh, dna profile for for you know uh, ethnic chinese yeah it's it's possible yeah i don't have any data to that effect but i do know that one of the big things that china has been working on now is collecting dna from as many westerners as humanly possible that's why they did all the free um covid tests so that they could l collect DNA on people. Yeah. And they've established the world's, China has the world's largest DNA database. <laughs> you know, they, and, and they've, they purchased all the data from 23andMe and from uh, Ancestry.com. Ancestry they actually purchased all that because when you sign up for that, you click accept on the privacy policy that you don't read and it says they can sell it to third parties. <laughs> and one of the biggest third parties is China. So if you put those, if you take the the positions of the Chinese government and how radical they are, um, and their you know hundred year plan, <clears throat> you combine that with the fact that the the it, it's absolutely one hundred percent now. Uh, I won't say confirmed. Let's just say it's it's ninety five percent probable at this point that uh, COVID did originate in the Wuhan lab. Yep, which was uh, and it, they use U.S. funding to increase. Uh, gain of function research and, mm -hmm. and make it more uh, deadly to humans and transmissible to humans. Um, and uh, the new variants likely began there as well. They could have evolved naturally. That's very, very possible as well. But now Chinese has no cases and they have all the uh, data necessary to make it so this virus doesn't infect Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> well, but they also, if they do find one case, they lock everything down. Exactly. Yeah. 
So. I mean, which is what Australia is doing right now, too. Yeah, but in, uh, Australia has a shitload of infections. Yeah. Yeah, here, here's the thing. We know that the lockdowns are, at best, minimally effective. They slow it. They slow it at best. Uh, so the fact that, you know, one a, a nation of 1.4 billion people has one case right now. Uh, just And they have they actually have seven cases that they're quarantining, or eight cases total, but only one of them is an ethnic Chinese. The others are all foreigners. Oh, wow. So that kind of tells you something, too, right? Mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, it just, <sighs> just so much, man. Solar flare. Please, God. Solar flare. Couldn't happen quick enough. At I, this know. Point. I know. It's just it's so bad. Because self-replicating AI and, and, you know, Chinese viruses. Here's the thing. If you ever wanted an argument as to why you shouldn't disarm the population, it is what is going on in Australia right now. Okay. Because they locked, they have locked it down in such a way now that you like, it's, it's as bad as it could be. Yeah. And they are, if you go outside, they are fighting you. Like they are, it, it, this ain't a, this ain't peaceful anymore. Like oh no, that. no, the military is out patrolling the streets. Yeah, and they they're making everybody use an app where they can go and not go, so you're tracked all the time. You know, Australia, I find that so strange because in the course of like twenty years, they went from one of the freest freest nations on earth to one of the most totalitarian on earth. You know, yeah. I'd say I got to say they're in the top 25 of totalitarian countries at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So hold on. Interstate travel within all interstate. Yeah. Intrastate travel within Australia is so severely restricted is also severely restricted. And the government of South Australia, one of the country's six states developed and is now testing an app as Orwellian as any in the free world to enforce its quarantine rules. Returning travelers quarantining at home will be forced to download an app that combines facial recognition and geolocating. The state will text them at random times and thereafter they will have 15 minutes to take a picture of their face in the location where they're supposed to be. Should they fail, the local police department will be sent to follow up in person. We don't tell them how often or when on a random basis, they have to reply within 15 minutes. Premier Stephen Marshall explained, I think every South Australian should feel pretty proud that we are the <laughs> national pilot for the home-based quarantine app. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine that. And I can't imagine the Australian people tolerating that. They, I mean, a lot of them are, though. Well, they I have mean, no means to defend themselves anymore because the entire country has been disarmed. Well, yeah, because the, how scared can the how scared are the police right. when they know that they can walk into a neighborhood, do whatever they want, nobody's going to shoot them. Yeah, yeah, and it's but, that threat of, of of retaliation that is a key. Oh yeah, to stopping yeah. to stopping the authoritarianism. You know, a, a lot of people may not think so, but I guarantee you that an armed population is a check against aggressive government overreach. And this is a prime example of it. And these abuses of civil liberties in Australia it happened almost immediately after the gun confiscation. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was, it's been that quick. Yeah. You know, uh, I tell you folks, and we're going down the path as well again. Oh, yeah. No, there's no. I mean, I don't want to say there's no stopping it, but there's very little to stop it right now. Right. Because the problem is, is that far too many of the public actually agrees with it. Yeah. Or they don't find it a problem. They either agree with it or don't find it. a problem. Oh, here. Yeah. No, you know, I I don't I don't think that's the case. I think we still have a very, very strong um, pro gun stance in America. I I I really do. I mean, individually, people buy a lot of guns, especially now. Um, you know, I, I want to thank all the black folks out there for scaring all the white liberals into buying guns, <laughs> you know, because that's that's one effective thing that BLM did is it scared a whole bunch of, uh, you know, left leaning white folks into, uh, you know, <laughs> no, no, but no, no, the BLM riots also increased gun sales within minorities a whole lot too. though. That's good as well. Wonderful. Yeah. So um, except I'm sure that the uh, the liberal white people don't like that as much. I'm sure they do. Actually, probably some conservatives uh, don't like that either. (laughs) They like their guns, but they, they, you know, I'm not so sure if uh, black people should have them. (laughs) Some of the people are like that. There's definitely some races out there that like that. I I actually love black people owning weapons, though. I I like everyone owning weapons. Yeah. Yeah. That's the the fairest and most polite society is when everyone is armed. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why good for Texas, by the way. What's Texas doing? Constitutional carry. 
passed, signed into law. Oh, already really? Done. Already oh. done. Oh, good. Yeah. No permit, no class needed in order to be able to carry a weapon. Concealed or uh, open? Open. Open. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the way it used to be in Florida. Constitutional carry. So. Yeah. Up until... Uh, the NRA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, NRA, for, for banning open carry here in Florida. God, that's such a bad organization. Oh, God. They're horrendous. I hate those people. I really do. Yeah, join GOA. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're better. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's just insanity out there. There's so much this week that is just like, <sighs> so hard to deal with. It, kind of depressing. Now I'm depressed. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. Oh, so hold on. This might make you feel better though. Hmm. There's no article. So hostile school board meetings have members calling it quits. Oh, well that's, that's your hot button. You like that one. Well, no, no, no. That, that's people getting away from government. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So I'm trying to I'm trying to make you feel better. No, here. they'll just get replaced with other people. Well, no, that's true too. Pro- like, probably people, way to bring it down. Yeah, probably people who are just like, uh, well, fuck you. I don't care what you think at all. Anyway, so <laughs> hold on here. <laughs> A Nevada school board member said he had thoughts of suicide before stepping down amid threats and harassment. In Virginia, a board member resigned over what she saw as politics driving decisions on masks. The vitriol at board meetings in Wisconsin had one member fearing he would find his tires slashed. School board members are largely unpaid volunteers. Well, that's not true in Florida. Not in Florida. Uh, Traditionally, former educators and parents who step forward to shape school policy, choose a superintendent and review the budget. But a growing number are resigning or questioning their willingness to serve as meetings have devolved into shouting contests between deeply political constituencies over how radical issues or racial issues are taught, masks in schools and COVID-19 vaccine and testing requirements. So, like, what you're seeing now all over the country is because they've instituted mandates in schools and are doing things that the general public doesn't like. Right. And yet the general public is forced to pay for this. Right. That you have the people in the general public doing the thing. One of the things that they can do, which is to go to these school board meetings and start yelling at the people that are there. Right. The ones making the decisions. Well, that's that's the option that we have is to redress the, you know, our, our governing bodies uh, for grievances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or, or, you know, petition them for redress of grievances. But, uh, you know, here's the thing. And this is what I don't understand about the mask mandates. I don't understand why the people who are in favor of the mandates just don't send if that's the way they feel why don't they just get their kid an n95 and a face shield you know or hell get them a friggin respirator get them whatever you know mm-hmm. if that's what you're concerned about you send your kid to school with that on yeah D- don't force any everyone to wear this stupid piece of paper which it, read a recent study they said essentially the paper masks that everyone wears and everyone wears you know incorrectly anyway mm-hmm. are only 10% effective in preventing the spread of the virus. Yeah. At 10%. So it's a 10% reduction in spread. Are you kidding me? You're going to go that crazy over that 10% precaution? Yeah. Now, again, if you're wearing a face shield and an N95, that really raises your odds of, of preventing the virus. But, you know, why do you have to mandate everyone wears the stupid, you know, bandana or whatever, you know, the paper mask and things like that? Um, why do you have to mandate that? Why does, you know, everyone want to force other people to do things? Yeah. You know, protect yourself. And if everyone did it voluntarily, it seems to me like it should be okay. I I just don't get that. Okay. So there's one thing here. So the board moved on and more than an, uh, after more than an hour only to be interrupted by more shouting board member, Allison Pratt recalled thinking that if she weren't already on the board, she wouldn't aspire to be. And this is the next part here. There is starting to be an inherent distrust, a distrust for school boards that there's some notion that we are out to indoctrinate children or to undermine parents or things like that. When we are on the same team, said Pratt, who's been on the board for six years, we are here to help children. Here's the thing. It's your definition of help. Yeah. You know, your definition of help is indoctrinate. Right. Again, maybe it's not yours personally. Right. But. The, 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 I, it's like when you read that, you're like, okay, so we're not living in the same universe then because obviously that's what your guys are doing. Right. You know, yeah, and, and exactly. we're not, and here's the thing. We're not on the same team. Right. The, the, it's, it's us against you. Well, let me ask and you And I'm this. glad these people are in there yelling and screaming at these people. And I hope more of them quit. Let me ask you this. And this is a, a completely, I, I have no, uh, you know, dog in this hunt, but, um, 
you this week had a an experience with you know uh, racial issues that affected you pretty profoundly. Yeah, I mean, you called me up and wanted to talk about it, and you, you were distressed by yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, does that make you change your mind on critical race theory? No, not at all. No. Okay. Not at all. So even though you had an experience which made you feel that the systemic racism in America is worse than you previously well, I wouldn't get. say systemic racism, but there's racism's worse. I wouldn't okay. put the word systemic in front of it. Okay. It's it's more it's it's more out there than I thought it was. But you still don't subscribe to critical race theory. And again, I'm I'm just playing devil's no, advocate I got you. and I, hypothetical. No, I, I think here. it's a good no, it's a good question. Okay. No, I don't. I think that look the problem and, it, and the problem is that the solutions that we're talking about like there's no way that you can fix the problems that I had the other day. Right. There's no, no way to fix them. No. I'm glad in a weird way I'm glad when these things come out because I know I don't do business with those people anymore. Right. Like that's the way well, I, and you fired those clients. Yeah. Yeah. So that's and that's how committed you are. You had uh customers that you know acted in a racist way towards one of your employees i mean and, and it you, wasn't over the thing is too it wasn't overt no but you knew but you know you, you want to no not no you don't okay that. all right all right so but the thing about it is this though government i think does more to and again it, it goes totally goes against what they're talking about but the government actually does more to exacerbate the problem than it does yeah. to actually help the problem. Oh, without question. Yeah. And they do it in several different ways. Right. One of the ways that they do it is because the politicians that are out there will pit one side against the other. Yeah. And yeah. they'll say, well, we're going to fund these people in, 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 you know, at, at the, you know, not fund these people. We're right. going to fund this group. We're going to help this group and not help this group. Yeah. Or, well, the biggest problem with government is they divide people into groups. Yes. That's, that is the root cause of the problem. So I think that they, they create, and again, we've talked about this a lot, but they, they create all these different moral hazards where I think if you took the moral hazards away and shunned more people in society, right. That you would have a much better, like it'd be much better that way. Right. Don't get me wrong. I think that racism is always going to exist in a certain way. Prejudice will always exist. There's no getting around that. People are, everyone has prejudices. I, I think over time it, it will almost completely be eradicated. Mm. I really do. Well, I, I think over time that, uh, you know, all the races are eventually going to merge and everyone's going to be everything, Yeah, uh, which I think is a good thing. And then AI is going to kill us all anyway, so they won't be racist when they do it. Mm. You know, um, so <laughs> we, we, we got that going for us. But it, it, I think the other thing is like when I look at the solutions to these problems, like when they say, well, racism is a problem and I look at right. the solutions to them, the solutions are like, they're not talking about any of the actual solutions that will fix it. Right. What they're talking about will only make things worse. Right. And I feel like they're constantly just making things worse. And I think that they... I think that politicians make things worse because the incentive structure is set up in a way in which they benefit by making things worse. Oh, without question. Without question. And, and, yeah. and it's sad, but the one of the, uh, I don't want to say, one of the unintended consequences, maybe, I don't know if it's intended or not, is that you now have a general public that is going to these meetings and giving them shit. And giving them right. tons of shit. Like you have people from health departments that were quitting. You had people from school boards that were quitting. It's wonderful. And instead of, but in, but they're thinking, well, those people are the problem. Instead of thinking, well, what did we do to cause the ire of these people? <laughs> right. yeah. Maybe we shouldn't. Like if you simply said, we're asking everybody to wear masks. We're not making it a requirement. We're just saying that this is the thing that we would like people to do. Right. Then you wouldn't have a school board meeting where people are yelling and screaming at you. Well, if you were to take that approach, you would have the people who are the, you know, we're all going to die and lefties, you know, saying, no, you need to mandate it because there is a crowd out there that needs a mandate. Oh, that's true, too. No, and that's true you'd too. also have a, a certain segment on the right that's like, nobody should ever wear masks ever. You know, yeah, that I don't understand any. of these I, things. I, I don't get either side of that. No, I don't. You know? Here's the thing, like. It, 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 there was an article that Reason had put out, and the, the article was is that you know like businesses are allowed to do the mandates. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? 
I, when you're like the difference between a government school and a private school is if a private school has a mask mandate, I don't have a problem with it. It's when the government school has the mandate. And the reason I have the problem with the government school is, is because the government is force. Yes. You yes. don't have a choice in the matter. Well, it's I mean, te- technically with schools, you do. You can homeschool. You, you can do now. Your, yeah, you do now. So, but you're but you don't have a choice when it comes to the money, though. No, no, that's true. Yeah, like the money they're taking the money either way. Yeah, they're taking the money. Whether kids are in their schools or not, and you don't get to choose where that money goes. Right. So that's the difference between the two. Because a lot of times, like I've seen, I've seen arguments, and I've, I've. I've seen arguments that people have and goes, well, why do you not have a problem with one and yet have a problem with the other? Right. In all reality, I have a problem with both, but the uh, the business is allowed to do it right. and the government isn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to walk into many businesses right now that require me to wear a mask. I don't like wearing it and I know that it's it's not very effective anyway. So it's kind of like, to me, it's, it's virtual signaling. It, yeah, it is. It, it, to me, it's virtual signaling. It's theater. It's, you know, it, it just it's kind of pointless, you know. Yeah. So I'm not going to go. If I absolutely had to, didn't have another choice, yeah, I'd do it. But, you know, for the most part, I don't want to do it. But but I'm never going to lash out at anyone because they are. You know, that's their choice. Who cares? And if we just all took that perspective, you know. I just wish we lived in a live and let live world, but we don't. Yeah, we don't. We and it gets worse don't. all the time. And it gets worse on both sides. That's the thing. Yeah. So there was, okay, there was one more. How much time we got left? We got enough time? Uh, we got, uh, yeah, we got four minutes. Okay. So there was a DeBerry restaurant owner who says that she doesn't want business from Biden supporters. And so she put up a sign and the sign says, let me get let me this thing up so I can see. If you voted for and continue to support and stand behind the worthless, inept, and corrupt administration currently inhabiting the White House that is complicit in the death of our servicemen and women in Afghanistan, please take your business elsewhere. God bless America and God bless our soldiers. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. I remember when Trump was in office. <laughs> right. And the left was doing this. Right. Against people that worked for the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. And from my understanding, people had a problem with this. Right. That they didn't say, well, they have their right to do it. Now, don't get me wrong. We said that. Right. Because we are consistent that you shouldn't do it, but you have a right to do it if you want to. You're do probably going to be out of business in a year anyway, too. You could be. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the same thing. Look, lady, if you want to do this, you can totally do this. Right. You can do it. I, I, I your don't, prerogative. Your prerogative. And you know what? Where you live, you live in a red state. You're not going to feel any of the ill. You live in a red area in a red state. Yeah. So you're really not, not only you're not going to feel any effects of this, but you're probably going to get a raise in business. Yeah. That's, that's red meat to, you know, a certain demographic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so just like if you're doing it in, you know, if you're doing that in Berkeley uh, against Trump, you're probably going to get a bump in business. Yeah. Yeah. But I just don't think that you should. Right. Again, your business, do what you want to do, right? And I'm sure you're gonna. I'm sure you're gonna be okay with it, but at the same time, you're just like the other part was a problem when they were doing it. And I remember, there oh, right. a, there's yeah. a certain representative that puts this stuff out all the time, right? That the right was totally outraged that businesses would be, uh, you know, uh, excluding Trump supporters. Yeah. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. I will say this: they were yelling at the Trump supporters that were there, and they were they were doing more than what this person's doing. Right? Like they put out a sign: if you don't say anything and you just walk in there and, and eat your food and leave, right? Then you could probably do that and not get any trouble. Yeah. But they and for the people on the right, they were actively harassing these people. Right. So that was that what was going on. So there is a difference between the two. Yeah. But. Well, it doesn't make it necessarily right either. I want to know where the bake the damn cake crowd is uh, against this woman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, oh, all these political hot button issues for people on one side or the other, it, it, it's, they're always so full of hypocrisy, you know, and they don't see their own hypocrisy. You know, it's like their team can do it, but the other team can't. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's a look. There's a lot of different factors as to why that I've stopped having any serious involvement in politics or thinking that I can change anything. But a big part of it is that collectively as a society, we actually don't deserve it. We deserve what we're getting. We should get what we're getting because people don't want to be free. People don't want to live in freedom. I mean, they do, but they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everyone selective. Everyone has their own definition of freedom, and it's usually freedom for the things that they want 
but totalitarianism for the things they're opposed to. Yeah. Nobody, you know, that 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 so to me so should be deep rooted concept of I disagree vehemently with what you're saying, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. Yeah. You know, that used to be a thing in America and it's gone. It's just over. Yeah. You know, and uh, much like that being over, our show is now over. But uh, coming back on the other side, we're going to find uh, a great new song from the uh, new anti-vaxxer, Eric Clapton. Slow hand, bring it up. We got a lot of stuff that we didn't even touch on, so go on to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage, sign up, become a subscriber, and hear more content. We'll see you on the other side.